Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 245. Hello out there, my name is Elliot J. O'Neill, I'm your host, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is BT Calloway. This is your MVP, your most valuable podcast. Yeah. And joining us all the way from beautiful Victoria is Murphy McLaughlin. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, we struggled a bit with the time zone difference, but I think we made it work, guys. <laughs> uh, well, no. at least you're not in Japan. My God. Coming to you across time. Have you had any Japanese guests? <laughs> no, but I found okay. out the other day it was only two hours behind. It's really weird. You think of Japan as so far away, but yeah. like... Yeah. It's like less of a time difference than Perth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, but no, thanks so much for having me back on the pod, guys. Looking forward to no, it. Absolutely. And yeah, this is the Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons and we have wonderful guests on and, and, and our returning guests. We like to ask, have you been keeping up with the show? I guess you have because of your <laughs> Simpsons podcast. It makes sense. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I do a podcast where we focus on the first eight which is now, what, a fifth of... <laughs> Maybe not that <laughs> getting small. That. Like, yeah, getting there. Um, no, we focus on the first eight, but because I have a Simpsons podcast and I'm on the Twitter, I'm on the Facebook, I'm on the Instagram, I'm, and I'm following... I'm on the Pulse. ...constantly seeing what's happening in the current seasons and there's a lot of morbid curiosity as well. So I do mm. find myself occasionally, especially when it's so easy with Disney Plus now, just mm. chucking on a newer episode and I usually give up after about five or ten minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's similar like i've been finding myself in my like just feel like phone scrolling something it's like yeah this is kind of future research but yeah sort of similar thing like there's a big belief that the simpsons are back and like i watch some of these newer seasons and yeah i'm the same i just end up engrossed in whatever's on my phone and forget about the thing i'm watching (laughs) yeah that has been a like the the thing the last uh, during this season in particular, right? It's like the Simpsons is back, which it seems to really be mainly driven by this one guy who writes for the Vulture and has that podcast called Good One. I forget his name. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I used to listen to that podcast. I haven't listened to it in a very long time, but yeah. So like the basic premise, he like does the research into a good joke and whatever, like he did like Gilbert Gottfried's Aristocrats, for example. Mm. And yeah, I saw that. I didn't listen to it, but he did like a big review about Lisa the Boy Scout, I believe yep. it was. Yeah. He's, I find him actually, look, I'm sure he, he seems like a lovely bloke, but <laughs> I actually but. find him very irritating. <laughs> look, hey, people probably think the same about me, which is fair. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, I find him quite an annoying interviewer, actually. Mm. So I like a lot of the guests he's had on that pod, um, but I often turn off the pod because he, he frustrates me. Um, but yeah. no, he, he's one of the big people pushing that The Simpsons is back. It's, it's as good as it used to be. And I think you've actually, I think you guys have said on this pod, it's it seems to be like you know there's a a lot of the novelty episodes Mm. get a lot of you know they're in the news and stuff but it's certainly better but yeah yeah. well yeah i actually (laughs) i was gonna go on this whole thing but it links to the episode we're talking about so i'll Mm. yeah well my mouth for now (laughs) well yeah let's do the preamble so yeah in the spirit of that i haven't been rushing us to do some of those episodes from season 34 33 or whatever that have Mm -hmm. been like more headline grabby like yeah the least the boy scout where they did that hacktivist episode and or the uh, vlog one or the it parody like i'm really interested in okay well what's the in-between episodes you know Mm. do do they support the simpsons is back theory so and yes sorry sorry to interrupt you but even then 
those novelty episodes, I don't actually think are that fantastic, to be honest. I did like the Fargo one from a couple of seasons back, but I watched that um, Lisa the Boy Scout, which is the one they're all saying is like A++++. Yeah. Uh, it was okay, but I actually don't think it was that amazing. We done that one? I can't remember. No, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Beach, but it's like this weird sketch show where these people take over The Simpsons and show like alternate timeline versions. I don't exactly remember what went on. Right, it was a bit chaotic right, right. as well. But premise is pretty good. We'll get to and it. Yeah, you'll you'll get to it. You'll get to it. <laughs> Just save it. To, we'll <laughs> no spoilers. Save it for the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, anyway, this one. So this was season 34, episode 11, Top Goon. First released in December of 2022, it was directed by Chris Clemens, written by Joel H. Cohen in this episode. Mo is the coach of the kids' Pee Wee hockey team, and Bart's the star player, but he's too small. He keeps getting uh, gooned out by all these big goons. So Mo gets a goon, and what better goon than Nelson Muntz? And they have a little bit of a friendship develop out of this. Hey guys, what did we think? If I didn't have to watch this for your pod, it would have been one of the ones I turned off after five minutes, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I'm going to be a little nice to this one. It's a little, I didn't dislike a lot of it, but I also, there were no laugh out louds. We'll put it that way. No, it was painfully unfunny, but... 100%. But, like, premise alone. So, you know, I try to cater the episode to the guests somewhat, and, you know, this one starts out with, not with The Simpsons, it's <laughs> Moses is like... And I didn't mind that as a touch. And honestly, yeah. Nelson and Mo, town scuzzballs, like, premise alone, I'm, I'm on board. Oh, yeah, look, we've even said before, you know, we've had 34 seasons of The Simpsons. It's okay to go to, you know, B and C characters and give them a story. So, yeah, f- for that, I'm on board. Uh, and there's it's it's an okay structure, but there's there's some problems. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think the premise is actually pretty good, even though you know they've done the whole hockey thing, the kids' hockey thing with Lisa on Ice. But yep. hey, that was fifty years ago. You know, <laughs> I think they're allowed to repeat uh, that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, Nelson and Mo pairing them up, great idea. But hmm. I did not laugh once during this whole episode. Nah, just really going through the motions on it and. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, let's hook into this one and, yeah, get to our feelings. We'll start with you, BT, for better or worse. Mm. What's a moment from this one that stands out to you? Uh, I'm going to kind of go for the worse in the sense that Mo is suddenly coaching. Like, he goes from Mm. having the the King Toots guy brag to him about how he sponsors a little little peewee hockey team and, oh, look, I got this trophy, and then Mo stews over it, and then all of a sudden he's the coach and there's no connecting tissue between the two. And it kind of reminded me of something like, you know, when Homer becomes a teacher... There's a bit where he feels bad that he, you know, people don't think he's smart. And then there's like actual things that go between that and him being a teacher. Like it's not a lot, but it's enough for him to connect those dots and for the audience to connect those dots. And it's just not there. Like yeah. he's just doing the same thing that this guy next to him is doing, but there's no moment of, oh, this team needs a coach. Or if you cough up 10 bucks for skates, you'll be their sponsor or whatever. And, I mean, to be entirely fair, this episode, it is packed. Like, we go from the clouds straight into episode, but it it just feels like a real sudden jump from, oh, I feel bad because I'm a loser. Hey, I'm coaching this ice hockey team. Like, um, yeah. what, what was the in-between there? Yeah, it felt like almost there was a deleted scene. And mm. that whole cutting straight to the action, by the way, just going from, well, 
not The Simpsons, but most is like, yeah. is that something they do now for like every episode? It seems? Fairly. It's weird. The 30s are like really guilty of it. It's Sometimes you've got a lot of episode. You've got to get straight mm. into it. But yeah. like, no, it does seem to be a trend with the 30s, which is weird because like yeah. in the season 20 seasons, we were like complaining that like the couch gags were way too long and they were often these like yeah. two to three minute like extravagant set pieces that were like clearly existed just so they had something to put on youtube mm. and yeah in the 30s it's more the trend just to yeah skip the town sweep skip chalkboard skip couch gag and just go straight into episode yeah but also seemingly not have enough episode to yeah, justify uh, it <laughs> i just find it incredibly jarring yeah. yeah yeah it comes to our other more modern complaint is that a lot of these don't feel like they've been streamlined they feel like they've just been left to kind of meander and there's not a lot here i think would be you know easily cut but i feel like in the old days a lot of what you know we know from reviewing the uh deleted scenes on uh the patreon podcasts check it out patreon.com slash sidequest studios um <laughs> that you know a lot of the, those classic episodes actually had a lot of crap cut like sometimes they're sometimes they're very short but good scenes and sometimes they're these running gags that are bad and it's like obviously at one point someone went this doesn't work take it out and the fact they they very clearly don't anymore mm. Which is what this one feels like. It feels like, you know, we, we've all said it's a fairly solid premise, but it just needs a whole lot of refinement. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we uh, watched uh, the animatic cut of the Treehouse of Horror, the shinning episode, mm. and there's like this three-scene recurring joke that's just basically saying that John Denver sucks. And <laughs> yeah. It's like... I don't even know how this was there in the first place, but yeah, yeah, it does really speak to the sort of doomsday process that they used to go to that, yeah, it just doesn't seem to exist here. Mm. But how about you, Murph? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, look, a lot of jokes didn't work for me, uh, but one in particular where I was just like, what? was at the end when all the mobsters are crying and Fat yeah. Tony goes, Ugh, millennials. Like, oh, yeah, I got, what I got you, some What notes. does that mean? They're not millennials. It's so well, weird. <laughs> all right, there's a lot to unpack here, so let's just go. <laughs> First of all, they would be now, I guess, because yeah. they would be men in their 40s and fair enough, time in The Simpsons is a difficult conversation. So I had the initial mm. reaction of, they're not at them, and like, oh, I guess they would be now. But the other thing is, so this starts off with, um, you know, uh, skip to the end of the story. Nelson is about to break some guy's legs for Fat Tony. Mo runs in. He's all like, I'm sorry. I thought you were just, you know, a thug to knock people over for me. You're more than that. You're a person and you matter. And that's the big heart moment. And then you suddenly shift to all the mobsters turning to Fat Tony and be like, hey, sometimes I feel like you just think I'm a knife or a gun or whatever. And then yeah. Tony pitches them as such and they all start crying. And he's like, ah, oh, Melissa's like... Are we supposed to think that having feelings and having your feelings validated are good as per the heart moment between Nelson and Mo? Or are we supposed to think that having feelings is bad and weak like the millennials joke? It's like, which do you want? <laughs> because you literally tried to have both and it just it's not even undermining the the moral point of the story in a way that's clever or interesting. It's just a joke to go out on. Yeah. No, it's just a weird thing to introduce Fat Tony this late into the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I literally and wrote down, like... Fat Tony comes in with five minutes left, including credits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not like this recurring thing that could have been introduced at the start of the story where, yeah, Nelson has a temptation or, like, his yeah, pointless no. bullying is getting him in trouble and this is keeping him away from that. No, no, give us one scene of Fat Tony at the hockey game who says to, you know, yeah. Nelson, mm. I like how you bust kids up. Come see me if you ever want a job. That's it. That's totally. one scene that would take you 10 seconds. Even the introduction of Nelson, to be honest, into the story, I thought was a bit lazy. Mo just sees him on the bus. 
mm. and then he gets off the bus. Like it's not mm. even like a clever way of introducing him in the, into the plot. Mo literally just notices him while on the bus. I'm just like, yeah. come on, there's got to be a more clever way of bringing him into it. Yeah, like, mm. oh, Bart, that's a nasty bruise on you. The opposing team really roughed you up good. Oh, no, that nah, wasn't that them. Was that well. was my bully. Bad. Yeah. Easy. Perfect. <laughs> uh, bully, hey? I mean, it's like the, what you were saying before, Beach, with like, where's the connection between, mm. yeah, Mo at the start of the story and he coaches the hockey team. Homer is in the bar. That's your conduit. Like, that's the th- that's your connecting yeah. tissue. Like, Homer complains about the ice hockey yeah. thing. Mo overhears. He's the coach. Bam. Boom. Done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking, like, even I wasn't crazy about the whole reason for him getting into it was the rivalry thing, which um mm. you've seen more in your episodes than I have. Is King Toot, like, a regular character? Coincidentally uh, enough, we just reviewed, like, a season 32 episode the mm. other week. And, yeah, that had him starring in a right. starring role yeah, as well. Yeah, that character model. Yeah, so... So, uh, yeah. as well. so returning as King Toot is Will Forte, who in the past week since we've recorded that episode, I now know it's pronounced Will Forte yeah, and not Will Fort. <laughs> well, I like Will Forte, big fan of a lot of the projects he's been involved in, but mm. I felt that his voice didn't match the character. Am I yeah. being overly harsh here? But I don't know. Look, it's it's weird because he's a big kind of shirt open, you know, little bit heavy set guy, and yeah. the, it's a very high voice for him. I mm. kind of thought the same as well. It's not bad per se, but yeah. Weirdly, yeah. I do remember an, an episode we watched ages ago where he had more of like an accent and European affectation to his voice, and oh, really? like it just feels like that they've straight. Like, I might be misremembering it, but yeah, mm. it is kind of weird to have that character model and just hey, I'm Will Forte. Yeah, like, that's not his <laughs> yeah. voice, but you uh, know. for people who've not seen this, imagine like the crab collage guy. Kind of yeah. looks like him, but you, mm. you get Will Forte. Yeah, which I don't know. I think either change the voice or change the design, but that annoyed me a bit. But even like, yeah, I think you could have gone like leaned harder into the Mighty Ducks parody. Sure. And had yeah. like Mo be done for something and have to do like community service, even. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mo's always doing shady shit. Like have him like, I don't know, even like drink driving or something and. Like in the movie, and that's why he's coaching the team. Just because I think the the primary uh, primary that's the word they use a lot in the episode. Um, <laughs> the, the the main thing here, which I think really had potential, was Mo being like a fatherly figure to Nelson. Mm. Yeah. So I don't really think he needed that whole him and King Toot rivalry. No, know? there's already a motivation. No, it, it almost like yeah makes it feel like a bit of a contrived like yeah setup is just hey I have a trophy but I have a music store like it just just a few too many weird steps that you just kind of go okay whatever let's get on board and like yeah you're right it's just could have been done a lot more efficiently Mm -hmm. but the thing that stands out to me is the top goon academy and boy did they really love this pun that they came up with with top goon and top gun and they kept playing like the top gun-esque guitar sting I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even remember if I've seen Top Gun. I didn't catch Maverick. Either of you guys are Top Gun fans? I mean, I've seen it. Top Gun, I actually only watched for the first time like a year ago. Um, yeah, right. And not a fan. No. I th- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought, because, I, you know, I knew going in it was going to be a dumb action movie. Mm. And I'm all for like 80s action films that have dumb plots or shit acting or whatever, as yeah. long as it's a fun watch, right? But... I didn't really even enjoy it in that regard, but I'm definitely in the minority. (laughs) People probably listen to this being like, what the fuck, this guy doesn't even like Top Gun. You got Scientologists on you now. 
Yeah, but no, you don't. You don't have to have seen Top Gun though. Like it was a pretty. Yeah. I don't even know if the writers had seen it because <laughs> there wasn't like wasn't really a whole lot of parody element. Honestly, this felt a lot more like uh, Homer's Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp because mm. they have a bunch of teachers that I'm assuming are hockey people. I don't know who they are, but that's fine. Not everything is designed for me. I can vouch for two of them: Dave Schultz and Tiger Williams, who did little more than sort of grunts and one line. But mm-hmm. the main guy, the main teacher, who was like the Grim Reaper and like doing most of the teaching was just one of the Simpsons regulars. I, I don't I didn't catch if that was a real guy. Maybe he is, but yeah. Nah. From my research, it indicates it was not. But yeah, how do we like the whole Top Goon Academy and that whole thing? No good. Probably one of the week. I during that I was just like, ugh. Well, what it, like that's probably when I felt the most bored actually yeah. during that montage. Yeah, yeah. Look, me too. I I can say maybe you know a hockey fan would have enjoyed this more. It does bring me to my other note of there is a hole in your script. Uh, because, you know, when they put Eliza, first Eliza, put Nelson on sorry. the ice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a hole in your script, Eliza, a hole. Um, when they first put Nelson on, you know, they win the game. And then the co- the referee comes over and says, hey, he's not wearing skates. That's a dis- disqualification. And then, you know, they lose the game. So then Mo's talking to Nelson and Nelson's like, oh, I suck. I, man, now everyone's a loser because of me. And he's like, no, no, no. You did great. All you need is some training. It's like, no. That's not <laughs> the thing he oh, yeah. needed. He did perfectly. What he needed was skates. And it's- Oh, man, 100%. I was thinking the same. I thought what was going to happen is Nelson just needed to actually learn how to skate mm-hmm. or learn actual, like, the basic rules of hockey. Like, he'd got the beating them up part down pat but then no they take him to goon academy it's like he already knows how to do that yeah Yeah. that was not the problem so then yeah yeah, when they tie in the montage with like joke training things like throwing a hockey stick like it's uh, you're at maniacs and you're doing an axe Mm. throwing thing like yeah that like becomes extra fucking silly because yeah that's (laughs) not the thing you have a problem with (laughs) yeah it's like It is like a... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I almost wanted them to get back, you know, to the game and Nelson gets disqualified again because he doesn't have skates. You didn't fix the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That would have been funny. What also missed opportunities. So, look, I know you're going to have... If it's an episode based around secondary characters... That's fine. I don't care if the Simpsons Mm. aren't in it that Mm. much. But Lisa, as established in Lisa on Ice, is an amazing hockey player. Yeah. That's the whole shtick of that episode is that Bart and Lisa become rivals and she's really good at hockey. Yeah. Work that into it. Like embrace the fact you've done it before. Maybe have Lisa be the one that trains Nelson to be good at hockey. I don't know. Yeah, they have history as well. So like, yeah, yeah ties in. Now, the only contractual obligation line we get from Lisa, as far as I remember, is she gets a participation trophy from <laughs> soccer. And there's a line I kind of liked, but in context, it doesn't make any sense where Marge is like, oh, good for you, sweetie. I know how hard you strive to participate. And it's like, yeah, Lisa achieves. She does not participate. But I mean, it's a exactly. sports thing. And-, and I hadn't really thought about it. Why, why wasn't Lisa in the team? Why didn't they just make Lisa a member of the team? Oh, even just a line about why she's not. Maybe she's like, ah, oh, I don't like what it brings out in me. A lot of bloodlust and breaking of teeth. Uh, <laughs> and that'd tie into like Nelson asking her for help. And she's like, oh, you... oh man, it could be so much better. How is it that, yeah, we're like 20 <laughs> minutes into this and we've already workshopped so much. what we do, ideas. man, because they don't workshop. <laughs> uh, but I will say the thing that I did like about Nelson with the cafeteria things are maybe my one chuckle. I don't remember if was laugh out loud but i did mm. think it was funny with mo was like oh yeah where does it say in the rules oh literally the first rule and you think he's gonna say must wear skates and it's like yeah. cannot use cafeteria trays <laughs> very good yeah yeah that wasn't bad mm. yeah 
There was one joke that, yeah, I, I literally didn't laugh out loud the whole thing, but there were a couple times where I did think in my head, mm. that's a good joke. Yeah. And one of them was when Homer has like, it's his first day of not going to hockey and he then he turns on the TV and goes, ooh, hockey. Mm. Yeah. I thought that was all right. And then Marge had a line as well then about taking Bart to the doctor and saying, for insurance, if anyone asks Bart's a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> that, in my head, I thought, yeah, not a bad joke. Yeah, yeah, I had a similar thing where I was writing down a lot of lines and I'm like, oh, I didn't actually laugh at any of these, but I did think the words, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Which is an interesting <laughs> yeah. reaction to a joke. One was, you know, Moe's grumbling about his life and he does have the line of, I only got one light bulb and I got to take it from room to room. Like, okay, mm. that, that's a funny concept. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I must have missed that one. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it was in that scene in the opening scene where he's like grumbling through all the holidays and everyone in the background's changing costumes. And ah, uh, right, yeah. And weirdly, Barney's wearing a warrior costume that is the exact same like one of his palette swaps from Super Smash Brothers. Like, anyway, I hate that my brain is filled with that detail. But anyway, <laughs> I found myself thinking of that, not of the actual scene, because it just kind of like. I mean, much the same with yeah. Homer complaining about having to take Bart to a hockey thing. It just, mm. it just gets so repetitive and dull by the end. Oh, it's not even a yeah. good running yeah. gag. It's just. I was like, yeah, I, I was getting bored. Yeah, yeah, of it. I felt like Homer watching the hockey. <laughs> yeah. <during this> episode. <laughs> yeah, I did like the opening uh, gag of that, which is Marge like, oh, it's good. You know, father-son bonding. So it's not bonding. It's me driving with him on his phone, then him playing sports while I'm on my phone, and then both of us on our phone on the way home. I didn't like the way home bit, but it was like... I didn't mind, actually, the follow-up line. Homer goes, can I have some money to bet on the game? But only because this has actually become a real thing in the, like... Either amateur or, you know, sometimes in fucked up situations, actual children's sports games, mm. that there's people like watching the games and relaying information for other people to bet on it. Like, it's yeah. like ABC did an expose on it. It's really fucking weird. Like, <laughs> is that the? Yeah, I'm assuming that's Australian ABC. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that said, this whole bit does lead us to my most biggest no on this episode, which was uh, we learned that Police Chief Wiggum is into feet. Oh, and he wants to know about Marge's feet. Yeah. <sighs> hey, Wiggum, she's got webbed feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, I found that really frustrating. And, and like speaking about all these missed opportunities now from this episode, I'm getting more frustrated because <laughs> that'll like, happen. It could have been good. But like, yeah, all the character, like you had all these characters, like Krusty, mm. Rainier Wolfcastle, Dr. Hibbert, Wiggum, because their kids are on the team. Yeah. Perfect opportunities for like hilarious lines from those characters. Instead, you've got Wiggum annoying Homer by talking about his wife and feet. I'm like, oh, this is not a good use of Wiggum. Yeah, no. someone's someone's kid is on a pee wee hockey team and they are mad about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, when we're talking about Simpsons on the Simpsons Index, we like to talk about the two pillars of what makes a great Simpsons episode. You know, the classic ones had a great balance of wackiness and heart. So. How was the wacky elements in this episode? How did they use the animation space? Uh, quite a few. Uh, I wrote down Raccoons on Ice because it's in a montage. It's kind of okay where, you know, they write down primary on a garbage bag, then tie it to Nelson and a bunch of raccoons attack him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, like, the, none of the wackiness in this really got to me. Um, I guess there was that dumb joke of the blimp, like, speeding off. Yeah. That was... The screeching lame, tires, I yeah. thought. Um, mm. But I was thinking, like, going into this pod today, uh, it's funny, like, a lot of the issues with The Simpsons now, it's like it sucks for different reasons that it sucked 
15, 20 years ago. <laughs> sure. Because yeah. like, I feel that was definitely an issue with it like back in the day. Uh, like it was too wacky. Like it was ridiculous and mm. it was the really silly, stupid plots. Now, honestly, like we've said, like the plot itself was not, not a bad idea. And yeah, mm. there wasn't that much like surreal shit happening. But it's just it wasn't funny, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but like in terms of animation, like we're very much in this Disney era of the show where mm. the characters are like also rubbery with their animations and like really overly expressive and yeah it's a weird thing where they've like you said Murph like removed a lot of the surreal fucking nonsense shit but added in this rubbery way of animating the characters that Mm. they strove very hard to fight against back in like season one when they were establishing the show and creating its style like they were like no we don't want it to look like fucking Disney or Hanna-Barbera or any of that shit and Mm. yeah it's really disappointing that it kind of does now because that was kind of yeah. their charm. They were animated, but they were mostly static. Like, yeah, mm. animation drives me nuts on this show now. Mm. Yeah, I think that's one of another big problem I have with the new ones because, like, you know, you watch your season, I don't know, fifteen, twenty episodes, and I think the animation had gotten a lot more digital and, um, you know, moved away from what was great about in the early years but it wasn't that bad but now it's just i use the term like robotic yeah i I feel like it's very you can tell it was done on a computer right i mean Mm. i don't know i just like when for my pod when we've been watching those early seasons it's it's just so refreshing like watching a classic Mm. episode and seeing how like you can see the heart in the drawing yeah yeah well because like things like the ice, like, technically, yeah, it looks better than what it looks like on Lisa on ice, but it it feels like this autofill thing where they've gone, mm. like, add ice effect rather than, yeah, drawn it in with as simple lines as they could muster for the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another bit of whack that I actually did like was, um, you know, whatever event Fat Tony's at and someone takes a photo of a guy and he clicks his fingers and Nelson runs over and says, ah, private event, no cameras, and pulls the film out of his camera phone. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. yeah was, I, I was actually just confused by that. It was not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd missed something. I thought he took the photo on a phone, but Nelson's taking film out. Oh, so that yeah. was the that was the game. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Uh, well, on the other side of it, how was the heart? You know, Nelson and Mo in this sort of a uh, sort of parental bonding over yeah. being like the 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 creepy schlubs of the world. Yeah, and how did we like how they landed the heart and the emotional moments? There, there should have been more. Yeah. Uh, it was like frustrating that I mm. I felt nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little bit for when Nelson's got his graduation and he doesn't expect anyone to show up, and then Mo does. Like, has that one bothered me? Because I'm like, of course yeah. he did. You're the, he, that's the reason you're there. Um, <laughs> but that said, I did like the you know other scene later with Nelson's mum where Mo realizes, ah, he wasn't being a goon for Bart; he was being a goon for me. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's nice. That said, the big moment when in Fat Tony's basement when they're meant to be beating up the King Toots guy. Like again, it has the problem we've mentioned many times in Modern Simpsons, where background stuff will have jokes that are there to keep you entertained during the important plot information. Yeah. So this one, in the middle of the moment of emotional crescendo, the heart moment of the episode, you have Johnny Tightlips in the background crying and wiping his eyes with salami. Mm. And it's like, first of all, if you loved that joke, move it to literally 10 seconds later when the goons are all crying, when the mobsters are (laughs) all crying, and then you could do it there. And second of all, if you have to put a joke in the background of your heart moment, you don't believe in your heart moment, so make it better. Don't be like, oh, they're going to be bored by this emotional core. Let's throw a joke in there. And they do this all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the whole third act, like, 
episode really like quite paint by numbers mm. which you know like mo saying ah that kid's never gonna come up uh, and then nelson goes i'm here or who called for a psycho and then yeah, yeah nelson being like oh he's not gonna come and then mo comes or and then mo looking for nelson i just thought it was very like they were just following the usual steps there and like that's fine but if you're going to like do all the usual plot points Mm. like maybe hang a lantern on it or make like a joke about it, but they just kind of did it. Yeah, it felt really like they're trying to subvert, but in that it was like totally expected. Like, yeah, it wasn't like far removed enough to be funny or unexpected or a satisfying turn in any way. Yeah. Well, we're talking about that bit where Mo does rock up at the end of the graduation as well. I felt Nelson's line and a few of his lines actually in the episode were very weird deliveries from Nancy Cartwright. Mm. Like when he went, you came. And there's like a few lines that he does during the episode where I'm like, was that the first take? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, I mean, it's hard. Like they're getting on, but like, yeah, you just can't avoid it. Like, yeah, these voice actors just, one, don't sound like they used to. And two, like, yeah, it does feel like they're not getting the best possible takes out of them. They're Mm. just uh, doing the, hey, hey, kids, I'm talking crusty fucking version (laughs) of it. It was very funny, actually. I watched this episode with my wife. I watched the last one that we did for this pod with her as well. Mm. And I said, hey, um, you ready to watch another new episode of The Simpsons? And she was like, it's... Is it going to be better than that Halloween one we did last year? I was like, hey, let's go in open-minded. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, she was on her iPad after about 10 minutes in. Um, but watching, because she hasn't seen any of, of the new ones really, especially the really new ones, and watching her face when Marge started speaking was mm. so good. <laughs> her eyes just widened and she looked at me like, what the hell? Yeah. No. It's wild, like, because we still speculate. What are they going to do when one of the core cast go away? And then now these days, it's like, oh, shit, they can rebuild her performance with AI. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Have Concern. you seen, actually, we talked about this on an um, episode of my pod not long ago, but there's a Mr. Burns appearance in a recent episode where he really just sounds like Harry Shearer was like, in a coma or something and they possibly <laughs> i know we've done one where it's just like that is not the enthusiasm for the character you usually get and that's usually what carries you yeah. through in all these lines yeah depending on what it was but yeah we've definitely seen something like that i think with harry Shearer is kind of like two sides of it because like he's obviously very old mm. oh sorry i shouldn't there might be people <laughs> in their 80s listening to this it's real like, fucking hey. old yeah, 80s the new 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But, you know, he's, he's you know, not a spring chicken. And mm. also, he has a history of kind of shitting on the show and not... I mean, he was shitting on it back in season nine. So, yeah, like, yeah. I can't imagine what he thinks now of the script. So, he's probably not really committing... Plus, his voice has gone to shit, so... Yeah, well, I mean, I know it's more par for the course from the last three years, but, like, for a long time, Harry Shearer, because he lives, he's been based in London for, like, the last mm. decade, literally right. phoning it in. And yeah. I think maybe that can, like, be uh, explained with Nancy's performance in this one as well, because I'm sure all of these voice actors have been going hang on, working from home is fucking excellent. <laughs> and yeah, we don't get a, much of them in the studio and actually bouncing off each other. Like, mm. yeah. And it, it's real. You watch a show like Bob's, particularly the first few seasons of Bob's Burgers. Mm. Oh man, it yeah. is so apparent how important it is having voice 
actors in a room together. Mm, like yeah. you just, yes, technically you don't need them in the same room. Mm. Technically they can do it from the comfort of their own home. But, oh man, it just makes such a difference, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this the show we know and love? Beat by beat, yes, but the details and the overall feel of it, nah. Mm. Yeah, like, I honestly, no one was that out of character. Mm. It just, yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say sort of for my answer there. Yeah. No, I mean... Fuck, we bring this up so much. It's the at least you tried cake, you know. I feel like this one doesn't, you know, smack of the, do you even Mm. know what show you're working on? Like, it does feel like, all right, who haven't we gotten together yet to do a story? Uh, Let's say Mo and Nelson, Mm. you know. And because of that, and I don't feel like they were against type at any point. I actually really like the term of, like, Nelson having the conflict of who's his actual primary. And that's kind of clever, like... But, yeah, again, just none of the material around of it was super satisfying, yeah. Yeah, and look, I'm happy if that's how they want to come up with ideas for new episodes, like figuring out who hasn't been paired, go for it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than just spinning a globe, picking a country and say Simpsons go to there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and better than reusing ideas. I mean, you you could argue they reuse this from us for this, (laughs) but, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But just how they pull it off, and I think that is just, yeah, what gets me so angry. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. with this one in particular is just thinking about how they could have done it yeah. and how they could have actually made this a good episode. Well, at least it's a different spin on the hockey thing, you know, because yeah. that episode was very much, it could have been any sport. It was just Bart and Lisa are yeah. opposed. That's true. Like this one is a hockey specific thing of the concept of a goon, which yeah, yeah, I was unfamiliar with. And, you know, to its credit, I felt like the episode did a decent explanation of why this role is important and everything and how it does make sense that Nelson would be involved. Like, mm. again, at least you tried. Like, <laughs> it's well yeah, done, damn sight better than a lot of episodes. Episodes we've seen certainly, but yes or no? Would you watch this one again? Uh, no. Probably not. <laughs> like if it's if it's on, I will go get my laundry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I won't. I won't fold my laundry and put it on. But yeah. Well, uh, what are some better episodes that share some thematical elements? I mean, Lisa on Ice is the obvious one. But, yeah. Uh, uh, Homer going to rock and roll fantasy camp is. I got yep. big vibes from that one. Well, when I was thinking earlier in the day, like, how could they have made this episode better? And I thought, oh, like, um, maybe Moe's, you know, drink driving, he did the old uh, Mighty Ducks thing. And then I was like, hey, has Moe ever actually been drunk on the show? And because that could be a great, like, opening act, like, mm. have Moe drunk. Looked mm. it up, saw that, yes, he has on yeah. a recent episode called yep. The Last Bar Fighter. Oh, fuck, yep. we reviewed that. And I totally we forgot did. about it until you said <laughs> that. <laughs> well... Then I went down a rabbit hole. I saw that you guys had just done it a few months ago, yeah. I think. Uh, and I went, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I actually didn't mind it. I thought mm. it was a decent episode. The last five minutes mm. are a bit shitty. but And I also am potentially just saying all this so your listeners don't hate me and think that I just hate all <laughs> new episodes. <laughs> I'm not just going out of my way to shit on uh, the new ones. But um, no, that was that was like season 33. And I thought, you know, not a bad idea. So that was like a Mo episode that was pretty well mm. done, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, from memory, we thought, you know, fair idea, not great execution. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's still got like a shiny bronze or something. Yeah, we all, all right. got into yeah, pretty good you, ranks on that one. Yeah, you guys, yeah, did, didn't shit on it too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, good call. Good pull. But what would we like to change about this one? I feel like we've covered it. Yeah, we did. But BT, anything we might have missed? Uh, man, I think we covered just some of that connecting tissue. Cut out the entire goon school thing. It doesn't really make sense that it's there. 
and just yeah the the plug those holes with some actual scenes uh, that makes sense and make with a laugh laugh come on yeah yeah <laughs> How about you, Murph? Yeah, I think that's the big one. Like, just more jokes. Make, or make the jokes that are in there funnier. Like, because seriously, I didn't laugh once. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, like, so much potential in this episode. And we, as we were saying, like, yeah, get Lisa in there. Like, if she didn't need to be in the episode at all, that's fine. Like, I, mm. you have to kind of put the family aside a yeah. little bit when you're focusing on secondary characters. But she could have been... Yeah, just a line in passing... Um, about what she thinks of the game or what she thinks about the position of the goon or anything. Yeah. yeah. The fact that she's got history with hockey and Nelson and is not yeah. involved in this episode is weird. Yeah. 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 And, and the Homer plot, like, it hits its peak so early. Like, <laughs> it then just becomes a shitty running joke. Although I will say... There is something very clever about Homer uh, running into the... Ca- like, this is a very dumb cartoony joke. Yeah. But he yells into the dough, it turns into a big ball, the chef pops it, and then it goes <laughs> woohoo. Him yelling woohoo into dough when dough hears his catchphrase, I don't know if they were going for that, but that just made me go, mm. ah, clever. Again, didn't laugh out loud, but thought, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Well, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was going woohoo because he was glad... It wasn't... He had to restrain it because he can't be happy that Bart's hurt, but it also means he doesn't have to go to the games anymore. So he mm. can't yell doll. But he yelled it into doll. I know. Ah. Doll it into doll. All right. Yeah. It's time for our final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for our <laughs> final notes. Everyone's final notes. Murph, do you have some final notes about this one? Parts from the episode you want to mention before we rank it? Covered pretty much everything, but yeah, King Toot. I reckon just either get rid of him or maybe explain their rivalry a bit more for those that don't know. And I wasn't a big fan of him. Also, in the older episodes, there's another Mm. dude that runs that shop. Yeah, he's the guy that um when like Homer gets him to open the shop to get the reed or whatever it is for yeah, the yeah. sax yeah. number four um, and a half reed we know yeah and he ha- and he has like that doopy dog voice yeah yeah yep. he's also in the flashback one where where he buys the sax yeah mm. yeah, yeah that's like, right there was an established visual character and I don't know why they changed character models and he we also know his voice but, but I mean fair enough maybe just a new owner or whatever but yeah I'm guessing they probably just forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> But yeah, it just does feel like one of these things where like, I mean, at least it's a celebrity playing a character and not just themselves. But yeah, yeah it just true. feels like, what if there was an actual King Toot? And it's no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming you got a few notes, Beach. Always. Always. <laughs> All right. I'll just get through mine. I've only got a couple left. Uh, Nelson, the really bad ha-ha-key. That just yeah. like crammed oh, that pun the fuck in yeah. there. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, recently on a show we uh, watched a compilation of all the fucking Bart's crank phone calls, mm-hmm. and uh, we get n- another one here. But oh, Bart's moved on to texting now, and the very clever name of STD on my lip. <laughs> Again, like I, I actually don't mind that they've you know acknowledged that hey, yeah. times have changed. Let's yeah, yeah. keep the prank calls going. I was totally like, fine with that. But yeah, I feel like they could have made it a better pun or yeah. just pulled it off better. It was like a bit of a missed opportunity, I thought. Yeah, all my friends who were named Esty. <laughs> like, yeah. Very common name. To be fair, uh, we did do um, Principal Charming a few months ago and we did laugh at how easily Mo is fooled by some of the prank calls. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, it was a Homer section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bart calls and says, I'm looking for Homer. Sexual. Yeah. And then Mo, there were only like three people in the bar 
He would know them all. He knows Homer's <laughs> right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, homosexual. I'm like, who has the surname sexual? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. even back in the day, uh, yeah. I was pretty easily fooled. Oh, he even yes. got fooled by that one where was, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a beard. But that is just not a name, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Sexual is my middle name. <laughs> and uh, actually, there was one animation moment I liked. I liked Nelson's mom making a grilled cheese on the bug zapper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll, I'll pay that yeah, one. That was fine. You got some Final Nights BT? I do indeed. Uh, Mo calls Nelson a diamond in the urinal. I can't tell if I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I missed that. Sure. That's actually, you know I, what? I sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a sign at the Top Goons Training Academy where today's bullies become tomorrow's thugs. Oh, uh, yeah, when he gets, you know, becomes Top Goon and they give him the jacket and then immediately cut the sleeves off. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Actually, it was weird in the end part of the episode. Nelson just doesn't have his vest and it's like winter? Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Again, small yeah. detail to get hung Should have up had on, it but... on underneath the sleeveless goon vest, but what are you going to do? Uh, I mentioned that. So, yeah, I believe that is all my notes already. Damn, that was fast. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> yeah, it was weird seeing Nelson without that. Um, without his vest it's sort of like whenever Marge it doesn't have her pearls for whatever reason yeah, yeah. that like, makes him look this... naked yeah <laughs> like it's also I don't know if you're into pro wrestling Murph but it's like when a pro wrestler doesn't wear knee pads like they just look so much more naked like I mean they're all mostly getting around in their undies and big boots like it's weird how losing the knee pads makes them look so much more naked this anyway. fascinates me Ellie where can I hear a podcast about wrestling <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check out mine and Dando from Four Finger Discounts' new podcast, Good Day EW, where we're talking about AEW, but from Australian perspective. My gosh, this is the podcast for me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to plugs eventually, but first, it's time <laughs> to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh. You give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best, of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look, flat old participant for this one. This is like uh, they said, you know, you strive to participate. And this one certainly did. Like, And, and it sucks because I almost want to give it a bronze for the effort mm. of the story, which I, the fundamental thing of the story, I do not yeah. have a problem with. In fact, I think it's kind of inspired. But, yeah, the execution has just left me so wanting. So, big old participant, BT. Look, you stole my bit. I was going to use that same... Uh, you, <laughs> you, I know how you strive for participation. Um, look, because I actually... I left the you know my couch on kind of a bit more positive. I was like, oh, you know, like a shiny participant. It, or maybe a dull bronze, if I'm feeling generous. And then it's just discussion. It just made me realize how much those holes in it really do bother me. And mm. even things like the millennial joke, which... Seems to serve to only to undermine its own point, but not in a way that's interesting or fun, just because you need something. Yeah, that's just a lot of this just feels so mechanical because of that. Like, again, I wanted to praise the fact that there actually seems to be a lot more effort. That focusing on B characters makes sense. That this is the idea that Mo and Nelson would have a connection makes uh, makes sense too. Um, him becoming kind of a father figure for Nelson, also good. None of these things go properly explored, and I'm just left with Blair, so participant from me. And Murph, please finish it off. Sort of the opposite of uh, BT where this discussion has actually made me think, you know, the the points that you have brought up, um, like some of the decent-ish gags and stuff. But no, I I think I'm going to go with my feeling when I watched it and... Always follow your gut. Failure. 
Hey. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> Into the pit. The, of the goon of this trio. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I really... I mean, the fact that I didn't laugh once... Like, come yeah. on. Uh, yeah. And I think really, this, I sort of touched on this before, but the fact that they had a pretty good idea and mm. they just threw it at the wall, like, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, it's like they're trying to go out of the way to to fuck it up. I don't know. Um, mm. That kind of made me more angry than if it had just been some really dumb shit plot. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so legit <laughs> that it didn't live up to the potential, like... Oh, was that? No, nah, no, nah, I'm on participant. I'm, I'm glad someone went faith. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You had a chance and you blew it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I've, I'm two for two now. I think last last time I failed, uh, oh. two. who knows? You have me on again, third time's a charm. Could he be the index's harshest critic? I'll try, man. But like, see, that's the thing. We've caught up with the first 20 years of the show and like... <laughs> We're, we're scraping to find anything that we, we can be positive. Oh, look at my! It's kind of cathartic to, yeah. to just rip into it. I'm, that's by it. all means. You can keep giving me, keep giving me stinkers. That's fine. Yeah, that's it. You're 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 watching all the good stuff on your your podcast. Exactly. We need to bring you yeah. down to what the reality of Simpsons is now. <laughs> you need to know how good you've got it. Uh, but speaking of which, yeah, where can uh, people find your show? What's it called? Uh, who are you? Yeah, so Murph's Tavern. It is where we focus on the first eight seasons. Occasionally, we do special episodes. Like we recently did a really fun one where we counted down the best characters. We got people to submit their favorite characters. Oh, wow. um, we uh, actually the three of us about to record. A mm-hmm. special episode. So definitely keep an eye out for that, listeners. We're going to be talking about The Simpsons Sing the Blues album yeah. from the from yeah. 1990. So yeah, but generally speaking, yeah, we talk about our episodes from the first eight. I had some good ones lately. We did the pretzel episode. Uh, Aaron <gasps> Gox is on that one. Um, oh, Goxie. Love Goxie. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Got to He was in town for Melbourne Comedy Festival. So um, we chatted about, yeah, Twisted World of Marge Simpson, mm-hmm. the one that that just came out is uh, the mini golf episode. Mm, nice. um, so that that's, was funny to rewatch because mm. Homer is just. You talk about Homer being a dead shit in the like later <laughs> seasons. That's part of why the show mm. turned shit right. Is Homer just became such a you know, jerk ass Homer, right? But oh man, he's such a he, fuckhead. He in this sucks song. in that one. Like I had a real conflict of giving that episode uh, Dead Putting Society a silver mm. because I thought Homer was intolerable in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has some real classic moments though. That yeah. whole scene where they're like laughing at the letter Flanders wrote and yeah. they're like bosom. <laughs> like that's golden. So no, yeah. Um check out Murph's Tavern. It's on all the mm. usual places you can hear your podcasts. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for that, man. And uh, BT, what if people want to hear a lot more of us? Well, as alluded to before, they can go to patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios, which is the blanket for everything we do here, not just the Simpsons Index. And there you can go and get over 100 exclusive podcasts available to you right now for less than the price of a cup of coffee. It's a bargain. It's a steal. It's a deal. It's sale of the fucking century. What do you want? (laughs) Yeah, so you get over there for your money, you're getting a new podcast every single week. Mm-hmm. I know we don't exactly release weekly anymore on the index, but you can guarantee over at our Patreon, you get a new one every week. A lot yeah. of Simpsons-focused content, as we alluded to before, we've got a podcast called DVD Indextras, where we're checking out the bonus stuff, the bonus mm-hmm. content from the DVD box sets. The bonus scenes! Yes, and also, yeah, we've got this uh, other podcast we've been doing for the last year now called Starring Springfield, where mm-hmm. we review movies that star the cast of The Simpsons, and I saw you did Gross Point Blank recently. Yeah, yeah. that was a really interesting watch. Yeah, I really like that film. 
Yeah. It, like, kind of an underrated one for John Cusack. Like, I think the movie needed a serious edit, but, like... <laughs> it's, um... Oh. Yeah, I, I um hadn't seen it until a few years ago. I watched it. I did rewatch um recently as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's... I'm, I'm I'm a fan of that one. And you watched Xanka's area, isn't it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing, like, a, a cop in that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of the suggestions end up being Hank Azaria. He's, like, kind of <laughs> got a pretty prolific filmography, yeah. Mm, he shows yeah. up a lot. But yeah, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. One of the Patreon perks as well is you get it to suggest the movies that we review. And um, yeah, most of the time we have to really dig hard. I was appreciative of Gross Point Blank because it was just on Disney+. Plus. So Yeah, <laughs> we've had to really search the internet before for some of these weirder ones. Yeah, until then, also catch us on Murph's Tavern. Um, yeah, really excited to talk about Simpsons Sing the Blues. I mm. can't believe I never listened to that album until this weekend. I and know. my God. <laughs> what an we'll album. get into it save it for the pod we'll get into it <laughs> alright but that's about does it for here uh, once again thank you very much Murph oh thanks so much for having me been a pleasure and thank you BT ahoy hoy. and I've been Elliot O'Neill that's all the mustard in the house bye thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com you can also check out our other shows like Pulp Fury Radio our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres. And Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! In this episode, uh, Mo Sislak is the coach of the... Oh. Uh, mm. Did Elliot just freeze for you? He as did. Well, uh, so okay. you know, we'll see if he comes back. But BT. in this episode, Mo begins. <laughs> oh, did I pause? Sorry, coaching yeah. a hockey team. And, like, <laughs> yeah, I assume you got it all on your record then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, sorry, BT. I called you BJ because uh, <laughs> of like, Elliot J. And, you know, yeah. yeah, it's no, fine. It was actually BJ for a while, a uh, long time ago. Oh, but, there uh, you go. That has some weird connotations. But, in, but you changed your middle name from Jomas to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my mystique. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll roll it back anyway in this episode. <laughs>